0: Hi there, and welcome to this week's edition of Telich Talks. John Tellich here, and my guest this week, well, it's going to be done in a little different fashion from what we have done in the past. My guest is in Denver, Colorado, and rather than pick up the phone and chat with him in that regard, I decided to email him and give him five questions and give him the opportunity to gather his thoughts and tell his story in as long or in as short a manner that he desires. His name is Rob Steger, and Rob is an ultramarathoner in Denver, Colorado, who not that long ago could barely run a full mile. He was overweight, he had some health issues, not in the best of shape to say the least. But he has turned his physical fitness life around. And because of that, he's had all kinds of adventures around the country. And now is doing something pretty cool where he is raising money for uh, children's pediatric cancer and a rare form of it to boot. And he is doing that in order to help a little girl who he's very close to The little girl happens to be the daughter of one of his co-workers. So I sent him some questions, and the first three questions that he'll answer in one fell swoop is, number one, please, Rob, tell us your personal story, how you got into physical fitness, and how that helped turn things around for you. Number two, what does the social media page or pages that you have set up, how does that help you as a runner? And how has that helped you gather more and more people that would want to know your story? He's written a book and he's pretty much jumped in this whole thing, this ultra-marathoning with both feet head first, or feet first as it were. Sorry about that. And then I wanted to get what what was inside of you, Rob, that got you to the point in time where you believe that you could Attempt to do things that most people would not even consider doing. So, those are the first three questions, and I will kindly close my yap and open things up to my friend out in Denver, Colorado. Ladies and gentlemen, Rob Steger.
1: John, thank you for having me on your show. Truly an honor. Excited to share some of my story and you know, my, my current project that I'm working on. My name is Rob Steger. I'm from Denver, Colorado. And I'm running a 401k for pediatric cancer research. And so I've not always been a runner. Um, before I started getting into ultras, I mean, I had been a pretty active kid. I played hockey and golf growing up in the Midwest, in Ohio. I was born in Columbus, moved to Birmingham, Michigan, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and then Tampa, Florida, and then went to college at Ohio University. And yeah, I at Ohio University, I mean, I found my passion, I found my profession, and really let my fitness go to the wayside. Got very out of shape, got way too good at ordering avalanche pizza and I went from about 145 to I'd say post-graduation maybe five years after graduation I peaked out and uh, weighed 200 pounds Uh, my blood pressure just all all, I was totally out of shape Um, my doctor was threatening to put me on Lipitor it was pretty bad um but I just wasn't paying attention and I've detailed a lot of this. I, I wrote a book about running, um, and how it's changed my life. It's called training for ultra ultra running stories from the middle of the pack. Um, but my dad had a big health scare. Um, he was very, very lucky to, to live. And it was that moment afterwards when he called me and said, you know, Rob, you, you have a genetic disposition for this, um, so this is going to happen to you if you don't change. That was my moment when I I definitely woke up, and so I I had read a book on running, and that sort of is what inspired me. Um, I read Ultra Marathon Man while I was totally out of shape, and my doctor was threatening and whatnot, and. It was a mind blowing story. Dean Carnassus talks about running hundred mile races. And I, I told myself if I ever had the opportunity that I'd go for it, I thought I was capable of it for for whatever reason. It seems odd, but um I thought I mentally had what it what it took to be an ultra runner, even though I couldn't run a mile. And so I I bought a pair of shoes after reading this book, and this was before my dad's health scare. I couldn't run one mile. Um, I got up early, laced up my shoes, and I would get to 0.8. I'd be winded, but worst of all were my shin splints were just on fire. Um, and so I'd walk home. I wouldn't give up. I'd try it again. Same result, just over and over. Maybe, maybe after the fifth try, I put those shoes back in the box, put them in the back of the closet and moved on. And yeah, I guess running wasn't for me. Uh, but after my dad's health scare, I started, I was desperate for any change because I saw that path that my dad was on and I was going down that same one. I was, I was going to be, I was going to have a heart attack if I didn't change my life. And out of that desperate situation, I remember I was watching Netflix and I, I tried Joe Cross of all people had a, a green juice diet. And so I tried it because I was totally desperate for anything. And it started working. And so I kept doing it. And I'm an extreme personality. <clears throat> so I I ended up juicing for almost forty days. I lost fifty pounds. Found myself hyperactive, had all this energy, and I didn't know what to do. And then I thought back to this Dean Carnassus book, and I was like, you know what? I'm I'm going to start running. And I convinced myself it would be a great way to keep the weight off. So I hit the treadmill and went for a run, and I broke through, and I ran past 0.8 miles. And it was very emotional. Um. I ran four, like right around four and a half miles on the treadmill and just had, it was mind blowing. You know, it was, I couldn't believe that i finally, um, not had extreme shin splints that were being caused because I was 50 pounds overweight mainly. And so I haven't looked back since then and my social media stuff started as inspiring myself to get out. So it was the beginning of 2016. I opened up an Instagram account called Training for Ultra. And it was purely self-motivation. I said, Rob, take your, fo- take your phone, get out for a run, and take one photo. And it was, just take a single photo every run. Post it on this Instagram account. And really quickly, um, people enjoyed it. They, I think they got it. <clears throat> they were trying to help inspire me. But then the messages started flooding in that I was inspiring them. And I was starting to share a little bit of my story, open up. I mean, running, I, I still didn't consider myself a runner. Um, but yeah, the feedback started rolling to the point where, <clears throat> excuse me, I had one or two people that you know, said I was changing their life, they decided to do similar things. And that was kind of the birth of Training for Ultra. And it's just grown. You know, I I started my own podcast for the exact same reason to, to help motivate, inspire people that, hey, I'm a normal dude. And I've changed, you can change for the better, you're not stuck in your current situation today. You can't no matter what you do today, you really can't change your past, but you can change your future. So get out there, today's the day. And ever since training for Ultra has become about more than me, it's just exploded in popularity. And that's why I wrote a book. It wasn't I I really wanted to change for the better forty people's lives that was why i wrote a book and thousands of copies later i've i think it's been a success on that front so um let's see here what's inside of me that motivates me to run long i've always had a passion for distance i don't know why but my goal from day 1 has been run a 12 minute mile forever and i like it i like that goal because forever is open-ended and I'm testing my limits you know my first three years of, of training for ultra have been about what are my human what are my physical limits and at the end of the book you'll see that I ran the Moab 240 um, to celebrate kind of the end of my third year of running and that was that was perfect. I mean, I ran my best mile during that race at mile 210. And so this has just been a continuing journey and it's been a healthy outlet. It's kept me motivated, but more importantly, it's, it's really helping other people. And that's, that's what I'm all about.
0: Thanks, Rob. And so as he has continued to unpeel the story of his fitness life, I wanted to get a little bit more insight from him as to what it is like to run these 200-mile races. And many of these are in either mountainous areas, they're on trails, they're not running around a track where everything's flat and easy for you. There are things that you have to deal with, obviously the weather, environmental uh, difficulties and heat exhaustion, all of those types of things. So I wanted his thoughts on the difference between the 200 and the 100, the types of challenges that you uh, find yourself facing. Myself, having had the opportunity to run in 100 mile races and actually finish one of them, uh, I know it's a very difficult endeavor. So 200 is pretty difficult for me to even fathom what it would be like. So I asked him that. And then the second question was, tell us about this 401k challenge you have to raise money for uh, children's pediatric uh, cancer research. So once again, here's Rob.
1: So is a 200 tougher than a 100? Yeah, it's, it's hard. Um, It depends on your pace and honestly you can have good races and bad races no matter what your fitness level is there's external variables like no other here so you can have a really good 200 that is easier than a really bad 100 and there's going to be suffering and it's just how do you handle that suffering and so I've, and your pace is going to be different too. So you're not chasing cutoffs in a 200. Like I work with Candace Burt. She's one of my sponsors, Destination Trail. They have sleep tents set up along the way. So you can nap for an hour. I sleep directly on the trail a lot of times during 200s where during a hundred, you don't sleep at all. And sleep is like this secret key during super long races. Like I can be really, really hurting and go into an aid station where they have all this food laid out. You can order a burger. It's, it's really cool how they have it set up. And then you can take a nap. And then within an hour and a half of just feeling like this is the end of the world. you know, My race is over. Eat some food get an hour cat nap in and you're totally refreshed. And, and so it's hard to compare the two because it's like, you know, what's harder, um, uh, a half marathon or a 5k, you know, your pace is totally different. And, um, if you blast out that first mile of a 5k way too aggressive, we all know that can be just as painful. And so, yeah, it's the duration of the suffering sometimes, but um, i've gotten pretty good at just smart training i think i think any of us are capable of of doing things that will really surprise us so you're the listener right now you are capable of more than you might realize and you need to be smart with your training or you're going to get injured and you need to pay really close attention to hydration and nutrition and then, believe it or not, you can you can uh, definitely push your own limits. And there was a single two-word phrase that Dean Carnassus laid out in his book for me. It was this golden nugget, and I think I even wrote about it in mine, perceived limitations. And once you realize that your own limits are a mental perception that you have in your head... You realize that once you change that perception, you can almost be limitless. You can almost go after things that you think are impossible. I know I thought 100 miles was impossible. And now I'm doing the triple crown of 200s this year, which is the Bigfoot 200. I just finished that. It was August tahoe 200 in september and the moab 240 in october so 650 miles of running in basically a 60-day window um i never in a million years I, I thought marathons i thought i could do a single marathon and maybe a single 50k and uh call myself a runner and be happy that was my life goal and now I do a 50K long run every other weekend, probably. I mean, and, and that's also another thing I should mention is your weekly mileage to do an ultra doesn't have to be outrageous. I work full time. I, I wake up super early. I spend two hours either writing, doing podcasts. I'm doing film work. I'm producing a film called Sub 4 to States on Matt Daniels western states experience you know I, I i'm busy i have two kids I'm married have tons of of responsibilities in real life and then i have this outlet my passion project that's turned into this um but i'm doing 30 mile weeks 40 mile weeks i'm getting out for lunch runs just on pavement locally like every run i do isn't on some I, I do live in denver colorado but every run i do is not um you know, somewhere special, it's, it's just on uh sidewalk quite a, quite a bit, but I get it in, make it happen. And I try not to make excuses. And I think you might surprise yourself with what you're capable of. So the triple crown of 200s though, is been on my radar since Moab 240. And I just wanted to see if I could do it. It seemed extreme. It's it, it scared me. And whenever you sign up for a goal that scares you, I think you found a reasonable goal. Um, it, It motivates you. Every day I wake up, I look at a chalkboard that has my goals on it. So subconsciously, when I open the refrigerator throughout the whole day, I'm focused on this goal. And I think goals work on a very deep subconscious level too. You're always working towards it and always have that goal out in the future, but enjoy the present and work towards it. So the 401k and Celia are incredibly special to me. Um, I work with a woman named Robin. We work just probably less than 25 feet away from each other. Um, Her daughter had a brain tumor. I think it was last year she had it removed. And, you know, it was a scary situation. But what most people don't realize is we had a newborn, Matt, who we thought might have cancer. So Robin and I got, we were very close. She helped me through that situation. And I was very, very fortunate that my son Matt was okay. And I I did write about that in the book. It gave me a lot of perspective before Moab 240. And earlier this year, Robin, Robin's daughter, Celia, you know, Robin shared the news that Celia had another brain tumor. They found another one, doctor, world-renowned expert on this stuff, um, at Texas Children's Hospital noticed a discrepancy and yeah I had to make that tough call and told Robin about it and Robin and I had had become close enough that I could not sit by idly and just watch this um I I couldn't I had to do something and so I work for Empower Retirement and they you know one of the things they do they they do a bunch of stuff but Uh, within finances 401k and so i i approached them and said you know what we have this associate robin that's her daughter's going through chemotherapy for the next 12 months and she's fourth grader that's not going to get to experience fourth grade and she's going to be battling and it's going to be really really hard and i think our company can support her and i know the employees want an outlet Like, can I do, can I run a 401k for pediatric cancer research that will specifically go to help Texas children's in this really specialized category? And they were super excited about it. Um, It was almost immediate, you know, they, they thought it was kind of creative, (laughs) And then also like, how the heck are you going to run 401k? And then I explained, you know, Moab 240 is kind of the cap off of the triple crown of 200s for me this year. And I'd be happy to tag on the additional mileage, which is roughly 10 miles. And we can get support and we can, we can help Robin, we can help get more research into histiocytosis, which is this really rare situation and it doesn't get much uh funding you know within the pediatric cancer area and and histiocytosis is a horrible disease and the more I read about it the scarier it is and I think we need to help Celia we need to help Robin and her family and the best way we can do that is to Make some donations into researching it so that the next family that has this situation on their hands isn't like Robin's family and having to do the research on their own. And, you know, there's only three or four doctors in the world that you can reach out to when it's a a histiocytosis tumor in the brain because it's not even theoretically supposed to be there but histiocytosis tumors can be found all over the body. It's a very serious thing and it's heartbreaking to see children going through this. So, yeah, I'm I'm really excited to have this outlet to support Robin, to support Celia and and you know, I highly recommend donating a few bucks. There's no donation that's too small and Empower Retirement is matching The first $5,000 that I raise externally. They're also going to match internally. So if you're an Empower Retirement employee and make a donation, they're going to match there. And then they've given me an incentive to finish Moab 240. So I will give you, John, the link to this. It's a really, really important cause to me. I appreciate every dollar donated. It really is going to make a difference. And We only have one specialist at Texas Children's Hospital right now that's really um, fully knowledgeable. There is a team in Colorado, and I think there's maybe a team in Canada. So there's not many people working on this. And let's just raise some money to get some more research behind this because there are children right now suffering from this. And the doctors, in some cases, don't even know really how to handle it because there haven't been many cases like celias where you're finding the tumor in the brain so much appreciated you know it's an honor being on your podcast john and hopefully we can share some miles if i'm if i'm in the area i burning river 100 is on my radar because i um only made it 50 miles there that was my first 100 mile attempt and let's stay in touch and share some miles and And thanks for letting me, you know, share this 401k for pediatric cancer with you guys. And don't, you know, feel free to reach out on social media. It's training for ultra. That's pretty much my, uh, I used up all my creativity there on, on that name. So the book, I I have the book on, um, audible. If you want to listen to it on your run, listen to it on your commute, but most importantly, I will share that link for donations with John and just truly appreciate it. Thanks for having me on your show.
0: Thank you very much to Rob Steger, who opened up his life story, as it were. And I wish Rob nothing but the best as he endeavors this 401k, the third leg of the triple crown of 200s and good luck in the second leg uh, for what you are attempting to do and all the best to the young little gal who is dealing with this pediatric cancer and the best wishes to her and to her family and to anyone or everyone out there that happens to be listening and wants an opportunity to help this little girl or those that are dealing with that type of cancer i'll have a link here on my social media pages that uh, will help you get more information about it and give you a way to contribute or donate if you feel that's something you want to do. And thanks again to Rob, a real gentleman. and very proud of what he's been able to do as an ultra marathoner. He has just gone leaps and bounds, I'm sure, beyond what he felt he was capable of doing. And I think his message is I'm a guy in the back of the pack or in the middle of the pack. If I can do these types of competitions and not really put limits on myself, what's to say that you out there listening can't do, not necessarily the same, but do something that's beyond your comfort zone? So again, thanks very much for listening. And as always, if you can, subscribe on any of the podcast platforms where you can find this podcast and share it if possible. I certainly would appreciate it. And we'll see you next time on Telich Talks.